0: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. We start our NFL preview with the AFC and NFC East. We're going to also rank our top ten fantasy quarterbacks, and we'll get in a little Major League Baseball trade talk, and even some NCAA talk. That's what's cooking on the Sports Stove podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. You're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host Vince Stover. Hey,
1: good what
0: you got cooking about cooking something up in me Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove podcast presented by In the Clutch, your officially licensed apparel from Major League Baseball, NFL, NHL, and so much more. Get yourself a wonderful t-shirt at Intheclutch.com, use the code Stove. We get 10% off your purchase. Uh, joining me, as usual, my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, welcome into the show. How you doing?
1: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me here, and we're doing good. You're going to talk some NFL football, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, we're on we had an NFL game uh,
0: this week, Jaguars versus the Raiders. Did you uh, tune in to any of the Hall of Fame game?
1: Uh, just a very little at the start of it was all, so.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the rain delaying it. Uh, kind of hurt <laughs> yeah. hurt staying up to watch it a little bit for two teams that I really don't care about. Although I'm intrigued by the Jaguars uh, for this season, but we'll talk about them when we get to the AFC South. Um, today we start our NFL preview with our East Divisions. We'll get to that in a moment. We're also going to be doing fantasy rankings uh, each of these NFL episodes as well. Today we'll do the quarterback position. Uh, before we get to the NFL stuff, though, I wanted to cover quickly. I had the opportunity to go to the uh, Eastern Kentucky University Media Day for the football team this weekend, and uh, it's going to be a fun team. A lot, a lot of really good talent there. We've got some uh, stud transfers in from the SEC and different things going on, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But one of the things that caught me, I asked Coach Wells a question, the head coach Walt Wells a question. Uh, a lot of guys are talking about continuity. They got a third-year starter at quarterback. Uh, they got receivers, tight ends, linemen, a lot of guys who have been there now for a few years. So they're talking about continuity. So I asked him about the transfer portal because as much as they've had continuity, they also have taken full advantage of bringing in these guys uh, to fill, fill gaps and things like that and play. One of the things he said, he said that we need parameters on the transfer portal. He said, for example, he said two weeks ago on Monday, we had a player commit to come to EKU on Thursday, he enrolled in a different college. <laughs> so between Monday and Thursday, uh, there was there was uh, a lot going on in that kid's recruitment. And Coach Wells said even now, they're recruiting still for this season in the transfer portal. And the season is only, what, three weeks away, four weeks away? Um, so there's still, he said, there's just no downtime. He said the coaches don't have a chance to come up for air because the transfer portal is is forcing recruitment year-round. And uh, so he said there has to be some kind of parameters put on this at some point in time, or it's really going to hurt a lot of people uh, we've talked about the transfer portal a fair amount on this show, but uh hearing that from a an actual college football coach uh does that what does that make you think when it comes to the transfer portal?
1: Well, I think that's true you know we've heard so much about um you know n i l needing to have um parameters I really I, I, that surprises me because I would have figured that there was some kind of date or some kind of time that you couldn't just you know keep transferring you know right up until a certain time maybe you could transfer during the season. I mean I wouldn't think that would be very productive for anybody but um, but yeah and and again the same way when there's some kind of commitments um, you know like just like recruiting once they sign, you know, a verbal commitment isn't binding; they can decommit. But you know, once they sign, so you would think with, um, you would think with the transfer portal. Yeah, I didn't know that was even something that could happen. I hadn't heard about that happening. I guess anywhere else it probably has, but uh, yeah, I would think something needs to be corrected on that.
0: Well, you said it too, and the transfer guys—they don't sign. Um, they don't sign a letter of intent or anything like that. They just transfer. Um, So it's another thing that he mentioned. He said there's no contract of any kind. Uh, So that's that's just kind of the Wild West out there when it comes to transfer portal. So maybe they need to make it where it's a signing thing, where they have a signing day, where there's a a date where you cannot uh, at least play for the team if you transfer in after that date or something like that. There has to be some some kind of rules put on it. I thought it was interesting, though, coming from him, you know, and again, just kind of saying there's no time to rest. Um, And then, you know, until the season starts pretty much. And then, and then you're, you know, it's just one of those things where it's never ending and it's worked out well for EKU. They brought in, they got a defensive lineman that they'll play this year from LSU. They got offensive lineman from Tennessee, um, another offensive lineman from Kentucky. They've got defensive backs. I mean, they've got everything from everywhere. So they're, they're, it's worked for EKU, but you know, what coach Wells said was just basically there has to be some kind of, some kind of parameters put on this. Or it's just going to get it's going to get a little out of control. So I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, heading into the football season, especially to know that everything is still that active uh, for sure. Uh, all right, Dan. Well, let's get into our NFL preview. Uh, I'm excited about this. We're going to go east this week. Next episode, we'll do the NFC and AFC North. Then we'll do the AFC and NFC South, and then we'll close it out with the West. And uh, so we're starting with the AFC East, and let's start with the Buffalo Bills uh so i need to forewarn fans we're not going to name everybody i know there are good players on the team that we're not going to talk about we apologize in advance for not talking about the team the way you wanted us to talk about the team so bear with us uh let's go through key players on offense then we'll do key players on defense then i'll do key rookies and then we'll go biggest question about the team uh talking about these guys so uh, on offense i only put down two key players, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, you can argue running backs and things like that. We'll talk about that in a second. But Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are the big ones on offense. Key players on defense, they add Von Miller. They've got Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White are all important factors on that defense. Key rookies, uh, cornerback Kyrie Elam from Florida and running back James Cook from Georgia I think the biggest question with this Buffalo team, Dad, is the run game. They've not had consistency from the running backs that they have in place, and they've got decent running backs. Uh, at least we would assume that the you know from the name and the college and the draft status and all that kind of stuff. But they've just not really been able to get the consistent run game going. I think James Cook could come in and help with that. Singletary should uh, single yeah Singletary should have a decent year as well. But there's got to be something. Just- on this Buffalo team. Dad, what are your thoughts about
1: Buffalo? Well, I think, um, again, you know, they're going to be a strong team there. I've You named the key players um, from there. You know, again, they've been kind of the last couple of years, you know, the team that you thought was probably the best team in the AFC. And um, it will be important for them this year, I think, to make um, a good run, if not to the Super Bowl, then at least – um, to be able to control things, obviously, in their division there and, in, and home, home field advantage. So we will, we, you know, um, we, we'll see from there. They did really add a lot to defense. Their defense is supposed to be, I think, the stellar defense, you know, in the NFL and the way it looks. And um, so, you know, we, we'll see. They've seemed to build it up well. And um, you're right, running backs in one area – rushing game, you know, that, that they can definitely use improvement
0: in. Yeah, they should have an elite defense. And we'll talk about that with a few teams as we go through this preview. But um, Josh Allen, let's talk about him for a second. Uh, you know, now we're not talking about fantasy right now. We're talking about real life. Uh, where do you put Josh Allen on that list of, of quarterbacks right now?
1: Well, I mean, he's right there at the top. Um, you know, again, I guess he is young. So, but it—I mean, he's been there enough years now. He's been consistent. He has, you know, a great amount of ability, and I think you know most everybody considers him one of, if not maybe, the top quarterback going into the year.
0: Yeah, I think he's in that top tier for me. I mean, you got guys like Rodgers, Mahomes. I put Joe Burrow up there as well, um, but Josh Allen is definitely there in that top top echelon of current NFL quarterbacks. The Bills' a win total is set at 11.5 this year. Um, it's a big number, but you look at this division, sure, the Jets should be better. Sure, the Dolphins should be better. Uh, the Patriots should be better than last year, but I think the bills are the top top of the class in the a o c e so I've got over eleven and a half wins this year. Your thoughts on that win total
1: um again, I think they'll definitely win the division, but when I looked at that and looked at their schedule, I go under on that to get just to get eleven wins you know they they could easily get twelve, but um when you look at the schedule and who they're playing, you know if, if they make a run to, you know, 16 wins or whatever, they will, will really have had quite a season. So 11 and a half, I'd go under.
0: Yeah, I just looked at it, Dan. I actually counted 12 wins for them, like, without really even second guessing. So so I felt like 11 and a half was a fair number to go over on. I think they could be in that 13, 14 range if they fulfill their expectation for this year. Uh let's talk fantasy value just on the bills alone. Uh what's what's a couple of names you like for them uh fantasy-wise?
1: Well, of course, you know, you've got the main guys. We've already talked about what Allen and Diggs. Um, I think again, with um, you know, Josh Allen and looking at it, I think their tight end is a guy to take a look at. Knox, just Knox, to keep Knox. an eye on him, because um, you know, that's gonna be another weapon they're going to use there. And of course, um, what they have a back, their second receiver, I believe, Gabriel Davis, um, you know, may get some touches there, without a doubt. And of course, if they get the running game going, it'll be single But you got the main main guys, and again, their defense would be one of the most sought after defenses in fantasy.
0: Yeah, they got a deep tight end set this year. OJ Howard comes over from Tampa, uh, so Dawson Knox is really good. So I'm not sure we'll see how much the OJ Howard stuff plays in. Uh, to that I, and again, when you look at running backs, dad, we've seen Zach Moss and we've seen Devin Singletary, and we've not, we've not been able to have any fantasy success with them. So if I'm going to go running back for Buffalo, I'm going to go with the rookie James Cook and take a shot on him and, uh, and see if he takes over that job at some point this season as well. Wide receivers, you mentioned Gabe Davis. He's got, he's, you know, he's fine. He's decent Isaiah McKenzie. It comes over as well. Um, to me, I, other than Stefan Diggs, I'm not looking at any of those receivers. But I would consider tight end, definitely Josh Allen. And like I said, James Cook uh, at running back is somebody I definitely like. And expect big things out of, honestly, to come through as this season goes on. Uh, let's go to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa, Tyreek Hill comes over. Jalen Waddle is back. Um, Gasecki at tight end. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to Blackhillsenergy.com dot com slash team ready. Uh, we'll talk about the running backs in a minute. I don't think they're super great. Uh, key defensive players, Jalen Phillips, Xavier Howard, Emmanuel Agba is over there as well. I don't have a single key rookie for the Dolphins this year. It's not to say they don't have any rookies, but I don't think they have a rookie that's going to contribute in any way, really, this season as well. The biggest question with Miami has to be the quarterback situation. You know I am down on Tua Tungvaluwa. I don't think he is going to be a star quarterback. Could he be an average quarterback? Sure, but you don't have Tua there to be average. So um, I'm really concerned about this team because I think they should be good, but I think the biggest question mark is that quarterback um, and they're set at eight and a half as the win total, Dad. I go under eight and a half. I think eight is the number for Miami. Uh, although I think they have potential for much better than that. I just don't trust Tua. What about you?
1: Well, again, you know they they um, did a good job. I think with free agency, you know, we looked at them as going well. I'm always concerned when there is distractions, <laughs> and you have that some now with the owner excuse me, but the the new coach has potential, I think, to do well. Again, I think Tua has a chance to be the quarterback there, so we will see um, from that end. But eight and a half, and again, I looked at their schedule, and I'll go over that. I think they can get to nine fairly easily. Um, they want to play well in the division. But, um, you know, Miami, Miami could do really well, um, or, you know, Obviously it could be disappointing. So I, I think um, I would I, go over. Well, they're running backs,
0: so they, they did a lot of work in the running back room. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sonny Michelle, all on the team now. Um, you know, they're all decent running backs. They're none of them, I don't I don't view any of them as stud running backs, which I think is a little bit of an issue. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Teddy Bridgewater play this year backing up to, I just really don't think Tua has it um, for whatever reason. And maybe it's just the, he came in too confident and didn't learn um, or, or maybe it was the injury still playing a role in it. I don't know. I don't trust him. Having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is a big deal. Uh, Tyreek Hill, my goodness, you just throw it as far as you can throw it. Tyreek Hill runs underneath it. Right. So, so there's, there's some potential there as well. Uh, Let's talk fantasy value for me. It's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, even though I'm not a Tua fan. I have Jalen Waddle in a keeper league. I'm keeping him. Um, I, I think Hill is gonna get his get his points still. Don't love Gasecki at tight end. And I don't, like I said, I don't really love these running backs. They're all kind of running backs as number three running backs, in my opinion, in fantasy. But your thoughts on the fantasy value there for Miami.
1: Well, again, I think if you get down a little ways and need a tight end, I think, you know, there is one, you know, to look out there. Um, don't think he'd be one of the top, you know, bunch to take, but I think he'd be maybe in the second tier. Um, they have a couple of players, you know, um, later on near the end of the draft or keep an eye on one is Cedric Wilson. Um, you know, from Tennessee, you know, he's done well. I think he would have potential, even though they have two good wide receivers um, already. And you mentioned Sonny Michelle. I've always liked Sonny Michelle, and I've always thought he's going to do better than he's done so far. So to me, he's a guy you'd look at either at the end of the draft or to keep an eye on early in the season.
0: He's all yours, Dad. Uh, you can have him. The rest of us have learned our lesson. Um, let's get into New England. The Patriots, uh, quarterback Mac Jones, they bring in Devontae Parker. They have the two tight ends set with Hunter Henry and John U. Smith. And running back Damian Harris has turned into a very valuable piece there for that team. Defensively, Christian Barmore, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills comes over, and Devon, uh, excuse me, Devin McCourty is still there as well. Impact rookies, they got two cornerbacks, Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. I think it was third and fourth round picks this year. I think both of them will see time there as well. The big question with New England is playmakers. Devontae Parker does come over, which should help, but they really don't have that elite wide receiver out there, in my opinion at least. I love their tight ends, and I think Devontae Parker helps the situation for sure. Mac Jones, still a little bit of question mark with him. He's his issue is consistency, and and does the team trust him? I think is a little bit of the question mark there as well. Their number is set at eight and a half, and I go under this one too. I think eight's that number, and so I'm going to go under on this one for New England too. I'll, uh, you know, it's one of those things where can Bill Belichick overachieve? He has in the past. I don't trust him this year. What are your thoughts on New England?
1: Yes, when I looked at the schedule, I'd agree. I went under eight and a half. I think that's a safer way to go there. Um, I think, you know, again, it depends on the division. But if Miami, you know, has the kind of season they could have, and if the Jets are improved, then New New England's not going to, you know, get as many wins in the division as they're used to getting. And, um, you know, that could give them some trouble. I do like Jones. I would think he will be a good leader for the team, and I think he'll continue to come along well in that system um, under Belichick. But like you said, as far as having a lot of stars or as much as some of the other teams in the division, I don't think they do.
0: Yeah, and even fantasy-wise, it's kind of a scary team. Um, I'm probably going to stay away from Devontae Parker although I know there's potential for him to have a great season. The guys that I look at, though, are the tight ends and the running back. I like Hunter Henry probably the most. John New Smith is a guy that would be a later round for me. And then Damian Harris is a guy I think is worthy of a number one running back spot on your fantasy football team. So those are the guys I like for fantasy-wise. I'm probably staying away from the receivers, and Mac
1: Jones is not a fantasy quarterback in my opinion.
0: So uh, fantasy value you find in New England.
1: I'd agree. I think Matt Jones would be a good quarterback. I don't think he's a good fantasy quarterback uh, from there. And you're right, Harris, maybe he's a guy to get another running back later on who some, sometimes can give you a little bit of Stevenson. You never quite know how that's going to go. But Harris is probably the main running back. And the tight end, Joe, you, know, you need a tight end. You you can be safe with starting out with Henry. Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, let's get to the New York Jets. Quarterback Zach Wilson's made a lot of headlines over the offseason, none of them football-related. Wide receivers Elijah Moore, rookie Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter, and Brees Hall, the running back, two-headed monster as well. Uh, Defensively, they got good guys up front, Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, uh, rushing from the edges. Of course, rookie Jermaine Johnson there as well. Uh, C.J. Mosley at linebacker, they draft Sauce Gardner. They had an incredible draft this year. So rookie impact, you're going to see it from from Garrett Wilson at receiver, uh, Brees Hall at running back, Sauce Gardner at cornerback, and Jermaine Johnson at edge. All four of those guys should be playing a whole lot of snaps this year and helping this team win. The biggest question for the Jets that I have is is can this young talent perform, Uh, including Zach Wilson at quarterback? Can these guys step up to the plate, Elijah Moore as well? So there's a lot of young talent. How quickly can they grow? How quickly can they adjust to the NFL uh, game? Their win total is at five and a half. I'm in on the Jets this year. I'm going to go over five and a half. They're not going to be a playoff team, I don't think, although it would not surprise me if they made the playoffs, by the way. Um, But I think they'll probably fall short of the playoffs, and they'll be in that seven, eight win uh, area
1: as well. So I'll go over five and a half for the Jets i agree. I went over five and a half looking at their schedule. I think they can get six wins, maybe seven, Um, you know, maybe even better from there. The key, like you said, is this is such a young team. Um, But again, you know, they've got a new coach um, from last year. And, you know, again, you you can get young players motivated. The question is going to be, do they have enough talent? They did, again, free agency and in the draft brought in some talent i think their offensive line they bulked up a little bit if i remember that correctly um so again you know zach wilson will obviously be um you know a key they'll need to use him wisely not get him in positions um you know that 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 necessarily get him in a lot of trouble but you know you got some real young star power there and uh just see how that develops
0: yeah, I mean, we
1: look at the fantasy-wise, too. These young guys,
0: you know, I like taking a shot on some young guys. Brees Hall, as it currently sits, he's projected to be the starting running back over Michael Carter, um, even though Michael Carter had a pretty good year last year. Um, so Brees Hall and Michael Carter will both get a lot of touches. I think they'll both be fantasy fantasy guys this year. They're not first-round guys, in my opinion, but I think they're both guys that you can have maybe even try to handcuff them, have both of them on your team as well. I, I love the young uh, Elijah Moore. He's one of my favorite wide receivers out there right now of the young guys, especially I think Garrett Wilson should have a decent season. Um, Zach Wilson still scares me. I I have to say that I'm, I, I'm plus on Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be good, but I need to see it from him first. Um, so I'm in on Elijah Moore. I'm in on the running backs, Priest Hall and Michael Carter. I'm probably a little bit more cautious with even Garrett Wilson um, and and definitely very cautious when it comes to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's the kind of quarterback I would take late as a second quarterback. Uh, I would not want him to be my first quarterback uh, available there. And I'm not really in on the tight end situation either. C.J. Uzoma comes over from Cincinnati. Don't love that. Tyler Conklin's there as well. They got a rookie in Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, that a lot of people like, but I think it's going to take time for him to get involved. So I'm probably staying away from them in the draft as well. Maybe looking at them free agent later down the road.
1: Yeah. When we were studying for the draft, I mean, I, I think as far as shareability, Garrett Wilson really has a lot. Now, you know, it does depend on the quarterback, how well that goes, but I think he could be one of these receivers like we've seen in the last few years. It just comes out and does real good. Um, you know, in his rookie year, I don't know if he'll be. You know, I wouldn't say he'd be one of the top. You know, four or five, but I, I, I think you know he's got the size, he's got the ability to speed. Um, and again, light like, uh, with Mitchell or yeah, you know, with more, they'll be. You know, they they should help each other a little bit there. So, um, be very interesting. And Brees Hall, some people have him ranked really high fantasy. Um, you know, be interesting to. Interesting to see the Jets are probably somebody as you get a little lower in the draft. Um, it's worth taking a chance on 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 one of those guys. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how
0: people draft. We haven't started doing mock drafts or anything like that yet. How people draft these uh, New York Jet skill players, like I said, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, those kinds of things. And there's a small chance I might get to meet Michael Carter at some point this year. His brother plays at EKU, um, so they're hoping to have him down sometime chat with the team and stuff like that so so who knows um i had michael carter on my fantasy team absolutely loved him last year hated when they drafted reese hall for that reason <laughs> but uh i think they'll both be a uh, good running backs fantasy wise as well um who wins the AFC
1: east i think are the buffalo bills i think they're the favorite and i think they will win who gets second in the east um that, that really could be a toss-up but i at this point i think you'd have to say miami I agree with you.
0: That's how I've got it. Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York. But I think Miami, New England, and New York are going to be pretty close in the standings. That's kind of where I sit at it. Uh, Let's move on to the NFC East now. Uh, Dad's favorite team, (laughs) the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Um, How about them Cowboys? uh, Offensive playmakers to watch. Dak Prescott at quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott at running back. CeeDee Lamb at receiver. I like Michael Gallup there also. Dalton Schultz has come up to be one of the top tight ends in the league as well. Defensively, Micah Parsons, Trevon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Rookies to watch out for. Tyler Smith, he plays offensive line. I've kind of tried to steer away from offensive line comments uh, as we do these previews, Um, but he's going to be an important role for them. He's going to help the run game and the pass game. And then tight end Jake Ferguson taken in the fourth round out of Wisconsin. Dalton Schultz is clearly the number one tight end, but in a league that more and more has the two tight end sets, Jake Ferguson's a guy that could work in uh, some opportunity there as well. Biggest question mark for Dallas, consistency is a big, important issue for them. Wide receiver depth is also a question mark for them as they lost Amari Cooper this year, and they need to stay healthy. And then the O-line, they've been working on rebuilding. Tyler Smith's an important piece of that. Uh, But the O-line has not played well recently, so they need to get that picked up as well. Dallas is at ten and a half, um, and I went under ten and a half. I think ten wins is the number for Dallas. I'm not sure they get to 11, so I went under ten and a half. That one's a scary one for me. Your thoughts on Dallas?
1: Well, as you know, not necessarily a big Dallas fan at all. Um, I think Dallas will really have a, a lot of trouble this year. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I think distractions are always an issue. And there's no owner that's more of a distraction than Jerry Jones. And um, so I think that will continue. You know, he's talking about a Hall of Fame coach being a snibbler. And, you know, he just is always going to keep things going um, from there. I think the problem with Dallas is I I think it's very obvious they have a lame duck coach. I really don't think there's, you know, unless they get in the NFC championship game um, or unless, um, you know, un- 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 unless the other coach from New Orleans, you know, decides he really likes being an announcer, you um, you know, I, I, there's no question about that. And if the season starts to struggle and it doesn't, and they're struggling to win the division, um, then, you know, there's not going to be, you know, I don't think there'll be any chance. And I think that'll be a problem as the season goes on. I think McCarthy had been given a chance to really, um, you know, put his system in place and get players to buy in if he could there. Um, I think he can be, you know, I think he's a good coach. But um, I, I, he's in a real tough situation this year, um, and I th- think that will hurt the team because I think there's a couple other really good teams, teams on the rise in the division. And so, yeah, under 10.5, I definitely was under that.
0: So a couple comments there. One is I agree that Jerry Jones is a distraction, but I don't think he's more of a distraction than the Washington commander's owner and all the legal things going on there. So I will put him in second place on that list. Then uh, the other question is the coaching. You're exactly right. Sean Payton waiting in the wings. Uh, and if Sean Payton doesn't want to do it, seems like the Cowboys sure love Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator. So I think you have to watch out for that as well. McCarthy definitely on the hot seat very early on in his time in Dallas fantasy wise. I know you cannot stand Dak Prescott for some reason. I do not understand that. Uh, but I think Dak is a very good fantasy quarterback uh, CD Lamb, as I'm all in on him. Gallup, I would take l- a little later in the draft as well. I like him. They've got a rookie receiver. I'm going to stay away from, but Jalen Tolbert might steal some catches as well. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's not been what he should be the last couple of years. I'm pr- I'm probably staying away from Elliott um, and Pollard for that matter. I just don't trust the system, but I do love Dalton Schultz at tight end. So I'm looking at Dak. Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb is the main guys I'm looking to get from
1: Dallas. Um, yeah, CeeDee Lamb, I think, is the main guy you look at. Um, they tight end Was it Fisher? Is that correct? Um, Schultz. I mean, he uh, – I'm sorry? Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how I come up with that. But anyhow, I know he did real well, and he's high-ranked, and I, I think he's a guy to look at from there. Um so he's a guy that I would kind of keep an eye on. And, um, again, you know, like you said, you know, with Dak Prescott, um, as you said earlier, he's all yours. So that'll be just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're in a league with Cowboys fans, so I'm not getting not getting him. Uh, I, I'd be patient with quarterbacks sometimes, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the New York football Giants. Daniel Jones at quarterback, Saquon Barkley at running back, Kadarius Toney at wide receiver. Those are the guys I consider to be the offensive playmakers. Defensively, Leonard Williams, Blake Martinez, one of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL, phenomenal football player, and rookie Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Thibodeau is is an important piece this year in the rookies. Tight end Daniel Bellinger, he is the fourth-round draft pick. He could have a big role in this, this offense as well. And... Wide receiver Wandell Robinson from Kentucky. Um, he's the only reason Kentucky had any success last year. He's a dynamic athlete, and if used properly, can be an important piece of this team. So I like the role that he could play as a rookie on this team, dude. The, the big question for the Giants is Daniel Jones at quarterback and the wide receiver core. There's some question marks there, some inconsistencies there at wide receiver as well. Their number is seven and a half. I'm going over seven and a half. I think the Giants are an eight to nine win team this year. Your thoughts on the New York football Giants?
1: Uh, looking at their schedule, I have to go under seven and a half uh, there. I know you're high on their coach, and I think, of course, any of these teams that have new coaches, you never know how that's going to go um, there. But, again, I think. I think the other teams in the division are going to do better, and that's going to make it tough for the Giants to um, to do much better than that. So I think if he get seven wins, they'll be doing well. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Brian, Dayball is a, an important
0: piece for sure on this team, and to be able to have this coaching staff come over, the question marks around Daniel Jones is can he, can he turn into anything? And obviously, Dayball had a lot of success with Josh Allen. Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen, but he is a big quarterback with a lot of athleticism. So there, I think there's potential here for Daniel Jones to actually have a really good season. I'm intrigued to see kind of how things shake out. We'll know early on in the season if it's going to be successful or not with Daniel Jones as the quarterback. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I think we might have some interesting stuff happen this year with the Giants. I'm, I'm all in on them. Saquon Barkley needs to stay healthy. Uh, that's going to be an important important piece to it for sure. And those wide receivers, they have to play. I mean, my goodness. Kenny Galladay did nothing last year. Uh, Kadarius Toney really wasn't that great last year. Sterling Shepard's always been fine, uh, but they've got to find a way to find some consistency with those wide receivers. And if they do, I think they have some success uh, coming to them there as well. Fantasy-wise in New York, um, I'm staying away from Daniel Jones. Again, a guy that towards the end of the draft, no one's taking him. I might actually consider taking him as a number two quarterback to see what happens with him. Uh, Saquon Barkley is ranked very low this year, considering years past I'm high on Saquon Barkley. Um, and like I said, the rookie Wanda Robinson, I think he has potential to have a big, big role this year as well. The other receivers I'm staying away from. So basically I'm looking at Saquon Barkley as the only guy I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for for the New
1: York giants. Um. I'm trying again. I'm having a little trouble with my hearing devices here since I switched over. Can you hear me fine? Yes. Okay. All right. That's fine. Then Um, I again, I think, you know, from a a fantasy standpoint, you know, Barkley is by far uh, the best guy um, to look at. And, um, you know, um, that'd be the main guy. Everybody else would be later in the rounds or you'd have to look there.
0: I agree with you. Uh, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts at quarterback. They bring in A.J. Brown. They've got Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard on offense. Defensively, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Darius Slade, James Bradbury comes over from the Giants. Um, let's see here. Rookies to watch out for. Two Georgia boys, N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Both should have a role on this defense. The big question with the Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Is he a legit quarterback? That's the question that he will answer this year. A high number for Philadelphia, Dad, nine and a half wins. I'm going under, but I think they're right there. I think they're close to that nine, nine to 10 wins, but I'm going to go under with Philadelphia. Your thoughts on the Eagles?
1: Yeah, I think Philadelphia would do uh, better, and I think they'll be over nine and a half, again, looking at their schedule. Quarterback is the issue there. They could be a really good team if that ends up with Jalen Hurts being able to have a good year. But, again, they have some talent. I think they made some good moves uh, bringing in the wide receiver, Brown. And, um, I, you know, I, I think the Eagles can be um, top team in the division, um, and, um, you know, we'll just have to see.
0: It all comes down to Jalen Hurts. I mean, if Hurts is is good, not even great, if Hurts is good, this team is the East winners, I think. I am just not sure that they can get past Dallas yet. A.J. Brown's a great pickup. We go fantasy-wise, I'm in on A.J. Brown. I'm, I'm relatively in on Devontae Smith, although I wouldn't take him too high. I like Dallas Goddard a lot here this year at tight end. Miles Sanders, yeah, I, again, middle middle of the pack kind of for me. And then Jalen Hurts, I'm not taking him where everybody else is taking him. So I like Jalen Hurts, and I think he has fantasy value, but I'm still a little worried about how this is going to go. So fantasy-wise, give me A.J. Brown, give me Dallas Goddard, and then I'll take the other guys a little bit more middle of the
1: draft. Well, I, again, I, I think you know, they have a tight end that you can look at there. Miles Sanders would be one of the later um, running backs to look at but the two wide receivers are guys that I think um, you know be picked fairly high and they uh, could definitely be a help there
0: the Eagles did their part to put a team around Jalen Hurts to win the question is is will he be able to win last but not least in the NFC East is the Washington Commanders they bring over quarterback Carson Wentz They've got Terry McLaurin at wide receiver, Antonio Gibson at running back, Logan Thomas at tight end. Defensively, they are stacked with Chase, uh, Chase Young, uh, Jamin Davis, William Jackson, Deron Payne, uh, Montez Sweat. Their front four are all first-round picks, Washington's first-round picks. So they've done a good job to build. Um, receiver uh, Johan Dotson and running back Brian Robinson are the rookies to watch uh brian robinson was a third round pick this year the big question though is two things i think with washington carson Wentz can he return to form and then the defense the defense underachieved last year they are loaded but they underachieved that defense should be elite and they weren't last year so we'll see how that shakes out eight and a half is the win total i'm going under uh washington commanders eight and a half what's your thoughts
1: Yeah, eight eight and a half. That was kind of close when I looked at it, but I'll go over that. I think they can get to nine. Um, Again, their defense should, you know, like you said, they're stacked. They should play extremely well. I think I'm still think Carson Wentz can be a good quarterback, so we'll see. And if he can provide the leadership they need, again, they've got the wide receiver, they've got the running back, and um, again, I think they have a good coach. Like you know, you said earlier, they do have distractions, but um, I think Washington. Um, I'd go over. I think they could get nine wins and could be a surprise team in the division.
0: Uh, Fantasy-wise, for me, it's Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are the two guys that I like here. The other guys, I'm just on the fence or don't care about. Uh, So Terry McLaurin, I love Terry McLaurin. Uh, And then Antonio Gibson, I think, is a solid running back as well.
1: Yes, I I think the wide receiver and the running back are the two to look at. I think Carson Wentz would be a guy maybe for your second, third quarterback, depending on who you have for the first one. He'd be a good guy to take a chance on.
0: Well, Dad, you went over with the Giants, over with the Eagles, over with the Commanders, under with Dallas. So who do you have winning the NFC East?
1: Um, I'll go with Philadelphia winning the East. I think Philadelphia and then probably Dallas, Washington. I think that could be very close between them and then the Giants. But I will pick the Eagles um, to win going in.
0: All right, I'll go Dallas first, Philly second, New York third, Washington fourth in the NFC East this year. And uh, we'll see how all that plays out uh, for sure. Well, let's go to our fantasy rankings, Dad. And today we are doing the quarterbacks, top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. I'm intrigued to hear your uh, your opinion on this. So let's start with your uh, number 10. Who do you have at number 10? Number 10,
1: Tom Brady.
0: Hey, so do I. I got Tom Brady, still top 10 fantasy quarterback. I couldn't keep him out of the top 10, but... Uh, even though he has we'll get to him and we get to the south his receiving core is incredible Uh, they haven't been able to stay healthy so that's part of my my concern with Tom and I just feel like Tom uh, he's got to break eventually so 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 I'm gonna go 10 with Tom as well who do you got number nine
1: number nine I got Matthew Stafford
0: okay Stafford did not make my top 10 I'll get I'll get to my list in a second number eight Number eight. Uh, Number
1: number eight, I have Kyler Murray.
0: Oh, okay. Down the list. Number seven,
1: Um, Russell Wilson.
0: Number six,
1: Uh, I have Aaron Rodgers.
0: That's where I have Rodgers as well. Number five,
1: Uh, Joe Burrow.
0: Number four,
1: Lamar Jackson.
0: Uh, Number three,
1: Justin Herbert. Number two. Patrick Mahomes.
0: Number one.
1: And Josh Allen.
0: Okay, so our, our lists are a little different. We have some similarities as well. Um, I go Tom Brady, 10. I go Trey Lance, number nine. Um, I, I did not include Burrow in my top 10 because I don't trust his health. Um, and I, for fear of that, I love Joe Burrow. Um, and and I left him out of my top 10 though. So I go Trey Lance, number nine, I think between what he adds on his feet as well as through the air with having Debo to throw to, having Kittle to throw to, I think Trey Lance has a good fantasy year this year. Number eight, I have Derek Carr with the Raiders. Again, having Devontae Adams, having Darren Waller, having Hunter Renfro. I think his numbers go up this year. Number seven, I got Jalen Hurts. Still have him in the top 10 as a fantasy quarterback. Again, he adds to it with his feet. As well as through the air, Aaron Rodgers, number six, Kyler Murray, number five, uh, Lamar Jackson, number four, Mahomes, three, Herbert, two, and Josh Allen, number one. I don't think you can go wrong with the top six quarterbacks uh, that I have listed at the very least. Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson, Murray, Rodgers. I think you're pretty safe with any of those any of those six uh, in fantasy quarterback ranges as well. Do you have? I didn't tell you to prepare for this, but do you have a sleeper quarterback anywhere, um, fantasy wise, that you
1: like? Um, I, I think the sleeper would be Matt Ryan, not knowing exactly how he's going to do at Indianapolis. He would be a guy to keep an eye on there, and um, uh, that'd be the guy I'd have. And again, I think Derek Carr will have a good year, too. I had him at number 11, so.
0: Yeah, Ryan's a great one. Um, I think that Trey Lance is probably a sleeper. I don't think most people have him in the top 10. I could probably fit in there as well. Um, You know, I left Wilson and Burrow out of my top 10. Both of them are going to be good. My sleeper is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, Again, not top 10 quarterback, but I just think they're going to be so much better this year. Even if the win totals aren't there, I think they're competitive. And he's got some receivers down there. So I'll be interested to see kind of how that shakes out. I'll say my sleeper pick there. Yeah, I mean, I go with so many. Jameis Winston is going to be better this year. He's got good receivers. Uh, Zach Wilson could be really good this year. I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks, uh, possibilities for fantasy quarterbacks this year. Uh, So they'll be interested to see how all that shakes out. All right. Uh, Let's see here. We have not talked about Major League Baseball since the trade deadline. I just want to get your thoughts on the Padres, Dad. Juan Soto and Josh Hader come over to San Diego. Uh, They're trying to beat the Dodgers. What do you think about that? the trades that San Diego made?
1: Well, they definitely did all they could to um, improve the situation there, and um, their other player, what he's coming back uh, rehabbing in the minors now. Tatis, so, yeah, um, yeah. So they, I, I think they can, they might, they might have enough time to catch up and and make it a real uh, race with the Dodgers. We'll see. If not, I think when you get to the playoffs, um, then you know the Padres are somebody um, you're really going to have to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, fully loaded for the playoffs. They don't have to win the division. They just got to make it in, and they shouldn't have any issue doing that uh, for sure. Milwaukee, they traded away Josh Hader. Um, They got an okay return back for him, even though one of the players they got back, they immediately DFA'd. He's gone. Um, So that's exciting. Uh, And I think the Brewers didn't realize how much it was going to hurt the locker room the trade Josh Hader. They lost a couple of games against the pirates that they should not have lost. Um, Now they're struggling against the reds and St. Louis has taken over the division again. Uh, I think Milwaukee comes around eventually and it shakes loose, but that was a pretty tough hit to that locker room. I think for Milwaukee, Uh, what are your thoughts on the NL central race between Milwaukee and St. Louis?
1: Well, again, I you know, I, we've talked about I think that'll be a race between them and the Cardinals all the way down. I would think Milwaukee is still um, fine. You know, they'd have to regroup a little bit. And maybe that was a shock, um, you know, with player with Hader being traded there. But um yeah, and again, you know, St. Louis has played fairly well all year and they've made it they made it they made a trade too that seems like it's helped them. So um could be a good could be a race right to the end there in the central.
0: And how about the Baltimore Orioles? Over in the on the AL East, they are now above Boston. They're only a game back from Tampa. They're actually in this wild card race right now, and I didn't see that one coming for the life of me. And here they sit. I mean, they're they're right, they're out of the playoffs currently, but they're right there with Cleveland. They're above Chicago. Um, they're a few back from Seattle. So they're in that hunt right now for the playoffs. Baltimore and they traded Trey Mancini. They traded a couple pitchers. So you gotta think they're gonna go backwards at some point. Um, what are your thoughts on Baltimore?
1: Yeah, Baltimore's been a surprise, and I think we're glad to see that. When we did the preview, they were a team that you know we thought was um, maybe had a chance because again, they have a lot of young talent. And I think any time in baseball when you have a team to develop some of their young talent and it plays well, that's that's always encouraging and exciting in baseball. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been surprising. I think it'd be great for baseball that Baltimore made the playoffs
0: yeah they just they traded away I think three guys, two pitchers uh and Trey Mancini, and I don't think they can maintain the I don't know why they did that uh maybe the thought is well we're not gonna win the World Series this year, so let's try to add some more pieces, but I hate to see that they they had been so good uh and really coming on strong so uh I'll be interested to see kind of where that shakes out, but I expect to see them drop off now uh uh there. Um, and then let's talk about your Cincinnati Reds <laughs> there uh, near you. They're climbing up there. They're fighting with Chicago and Pittsburgh there. They're tied with Chicago, 15 and a half back from the lead uh, overall. They're not a playoff team, but they've
1: actually made their season somewhat respectable here. Gotcha. I'm sorry. You, what was that again?
0: The, the Reds have actually made themselves respectable.
1: Yeah, I know it was a question about the Reds. Like I said, I've had trouble here. I'm catching most of what you're saying, um, but I had one hearing device go out, so I'm not exactly sure what that Reds question was.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll talk about that another day. Uh, then, as we come to that point, uh, that's all I got for today, Dad. Anything else that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no. Like I said, we'll you know it's fun to start diving into the NFL and then the fantasy, and for long, it'll be time for fantasy drafts. And, um, you know, football, of course, college football will be starting up here pretty quick, too. So, I enjoyed it.
0: All right. Well, tune in next time. We'll be talking about the NFC North and the AFC North, previewing those divisions. Uh, You can always tune in Wednesday to the Sports Stove Local Hour as we preview EKU football position previews doing the defensive line this week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.